Hi, I'm referee Mark Fralick. Thanks for joining me today. It's time for episode 31 of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. Today's guest is Josh Groves of Marietta, Ohio, down in the southeast corner of the state. He just finished his 15th season as a high school basketball official in Ohio, and he also recently finished his season as a West Virginia high school basketball official. Now, West Virginia, their state tournament is this weekend after having a delayed start to their shortened season. This year, Josh had the pleasure and the honor of working his very first Final Four state tournament game in Ohio at the University of Dayton, which was the host of this year's Final Four. The podcast is possible each week because of the support of our major sponsor, PQ2 LLC, and its owner, fellow basketball official and great friend, Matt Kearns. Please visit pq-2.com and learn more about PQ2 LLC. And if you would like to become a segment sponsor of this podcast, please contact me at markfralick at hotmail.com. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to this podcast because once you do that, you'll receive a notification on your phone so that you can receive an update on your device whenever a new episode appears. Also, if you could, please rate and review this podcast so I know how we're doing. And finally, if you would like to support this podcast financially, you can go to anchor.fm backslash mark dash and click on the support button. From there, you can select any of the monthly options that are available. And I just really appreciate any kind of support you can provide for this podcast. Well, now it is time for episode 31. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick Podcast. It is episode 31, and today we are certainly happy to have Josh Groves with us here today from the the nice little corner in Ohio on the on the southeast side. So, Josh, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thanks, Mark. Glad to be here. Well, before we get into the meat of the podcast, we want to take a break and we want to thank our sponsor which is pq2 llc and a wonderful friend of mine matt kearns is the owner of that business and they are our major sponsor so let's hear a little bit about them first hey ref if your day job requires engineering thermoplastics connect with pq2 llc and have a thorough candid and honest pregame discussion about your next injection molding, extrusion, or blow molded project. Make the right call to PQ2 LLC. That's www.pq-2.com. We head into the pregame, which is, uh, as you know, the one of the key parts in a basketball officiating um game as we might call it because we get to know our partners a little bit and so we we have the same situation here with josh and and uh, before we get into um, a little bit of some of the other questions you also officiate in west virginia and so you had your ohio yeah. season um that that finished up and i'm going to talk about how your ohio season finished up here in a little bit but I want to okay. talk a little bit about West Virginia. How did that go? When did it start? And I know they're in the middle of their state tournament, or in the yeah, in the middle of their state tournament right now, right? Yeah, um, quarterfinals are going on right now, and uh, the finals are I think Friday and Saturday uh, this week. No, wait, this is Thursday. So yeah, tonight's the semis. Okay. And uh, the four A semis are tomorrow night, and the finals are Saturday, I believe. Okay, so this but, podcast yeah. uh, this podcast runs on Friday. And so, um, and then in this case, the, uh, the everything started yesterday. So, uh, so they're right into the uh, the big part of the tournament right now. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's it was really short, really abbreviated. Uh, started West Virginia, I believe, started mid March, mid early March, and went through. And like you said, it's, it's going on right now. Uh, I finished 
uh, some had a regional last Wednesday, I believe. So it it was a long year. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, and now in West Virginia, do they have the same setup as Ohio? Does it go sectional, districts, regional, and state? No, uh, it's actually kind of different. Um, this is my first year working any postseason in West Virginia. I'm only a class two, but um, they've got so they got the sectionals, much like Ohio, but and they have uh, first round and then the second round sectional. If you lose in a sectional final, you still advance to the regional. It's kind of weird. Hmm. Um, so it's sectional, regional, state, and the state tournament is kind of like Ohio's regional final. So it combines three rounds into the, the state tournament and it runs all week. Wow. Well, for those outside of Ohio, Ohio has uh, a sectional tournament where they have the semis and the finals. And then yes. uh, you win you win the finals, you advance to the districts, and the districts have semis and finals. And then they move to the regionals where there are semis and finals. And then the state, uh, which is the final four, which is the, the semis and the finals as well. So that, that really is mm-hmm. quite different in West Virginia than it is in Ohio. So do they do anything different in West Virginia as officiating wise than you see in Ohio? So the biggest thing is when you start the game, there was no jump ball. Okay. They took, they took the jump ball out of it. The visiting team on the scoreboard got the ball at midcourt on the, for an AP throw in. Right. Opposite the table. Okay. So it was kind of like the way we start the second half. Right. Pretty much everywhere else. Just, that little minor adjustment. Everything else was pretty much, pretty much as is. So back in Ohio, you had uh, probably a season to remember. You know, not only were we, um, I guess, uh, had a different season because of COVID, but you were able to work your first state tournament game at the University of Dayton, and mm-hmm. that had to be quite a thrill for you. Talk a little bit about your experience at at the University of Dayton. So, I mean, it was, it, it was a blessing to be there first off. I've had a lot of great mentors over the year, um, all the way from junior high level, starting out to uh, some camps over the summertime throughout my career. Like, it's, it's been a blessing. I've had a lot of help to get there, a lot of good friends in the process. Uh, big stage, bright lights, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Had a really good crew, and we, we had a really good game in the process. As far as things that I noticed otherwise, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, just, it's a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, we got lots of cameras, lots of bright lights. Um, the video board was fun, though. If like if you if you wasn't sure about something, you could always look up, check it out. So that was that was that was fun. Like if and did the white thirty two really foul him? I don't know. But um, no, like it was it, it. It was just different being on that kind of a level. You know, there's. You're all, you're on you're under a microscope no matter what you do, and it's it's fun, but at the same time a lot of it's a blur too. Like there's just I'm not always trying to explain it. Like you just you're kind of in a twilight zone for a few minutes, and then about the second half things kind of click. Like hey, we're in a six point ball game. It's it's time to focus here. You've done this eighty times already this year. Um, as you look back at your uh, high school career when did things start for you 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 mentioned in your biography that uh, you weren't a very good basketball player and, and you decided to <laughs> decided to take up basketball officiating in high school so talk a little bit uh, about yeah. your journey <laughs> so i was of course middle school thinking i was going to go to the league and make big time dollars and i was <laughs> i was going to make a living playing basketball for the rest of my life yeah. Well, I went, tried out, just barely made the team. Thank God they didn't have any cuts in the middle school levels. You know, who knows where I'd have ended up. But ended up getting into high school. Uh, I believe I was ineligible my freshman year, so I couldn't play sports thanks to academic reasons. Uh But uh, sophomore years, junior year, I really didn't put in much effort as far as going to open gyms in the summertime, putting in the work, lifting, all that fun stuff that we do nowadays. Anyways, got into my season, my junior year, and 
coming halfway into the year, I just decided, uh, this was probably is not my thing. The uh, high school high school coach told me that I'd never see the varsity floor, so I was like, huh. My dad at the time was a referee, and I thought, well, it's a couple bucks here and there. I can stick with the game, and it'll be a, a cool cool experience for the next couple years, and then I'll probably give it up. So did that, took the class when I was a senior, and, yeah, ever since then, it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever done as far as careers go. It's yeah. uh, met some pretty cool people on the way, had a lot of great mentors, like I said earlier. it's It's been a lot of fun, and half, my, half of my closest friends are all referees, so... Yeah, it makes this avocation pretty cool when you can say that. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about that, obviously, um, a little bit later on about the friendships that we make, which is really yeah. a, a cool thing. Uh, how about your first game? Do you remember that at all? Uh, I, no, I don't remember. I remember a couple early scrimmages. Um, so I had a girls varsity scrimmage, and this was – I was still in the class. Uh, my dad was there, and a couple other local high school officials were there. And I had already had one or two scrimmages under my belt at the time. So my dad thought it would be a great idea for me to throw it up for the first time. <laughs> and, of course, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. I'm a senior in high school. It's girls varsity basketball. So at this time, I still have a little bit of an ego to protect so <laughs> I'm just walking in here and my dad's giving me all these instructions and I'm the girl looks over at me it's in the center circle and she just is like smiling like oh he has no clue it was hilarious priceless I'll never forget it <laughs> um, as far as the rest of the scrimmage goes I have no idea it, it, it could have been absolutely atrocious well, now that you've got so many years under your belt, um, what kind, what kind of things do you cover in your pregame? And um, uh, you know, is it lengthy? Is it short? Do you uh, uh, what kind of things do you talk about? Oh, it really, so it, it really depends. Is it early in the year? If it's early in the year, and if it's a group of guys that I'm not familiar with, both both times we're, we're having a pretty detailed pregame. Um, early in the year, we're going to talk about rule changes. Anything that is a point of emphasis, um, who's our key players, our key matchups, what's what's on the line for these teams tonight? Um, is if we're late in the year, or is the coach on the hot seat? Are we talking about tournament seedings? What's what's going on? Because there's always something the kids are playing for. Um, conference standings always a big thing, mm-hmm. um, and then. Um, Get me ready to go from the tip. Um, make sure we know our duties as far as you want and you two go. If uh, make sure we know if the ball goes out of bounds off the tip, we're ready for it. Um, if we got two kids who before team control is possessed, make sure or before team control is set, and we have a tie up off the tip, then let's make sure that we get those kids jumping in the center circle. Team's going the right direction. Be ready to go from the tip because that's if we. If we threw the tip up, then we're, we, we start off 0-1 for the game already. So it's not a good start for all of us. Yeah. Um, and then the biggest thing is just go out, call the obvious fouls and violations in your third of the floor. I mean, if, if we do that through the majority of the night, then there's really not a whole lot that can go wrong as long as just taking care of our primary. And, and trust your partners. I mean, if we, if we go out and coming across the lane as the lead and taking drives away, then it's there's a big issue with, with trust and consistency as far as partners go. Um, and if you have any any crazy plays that jump out, talk about those. Because um, you never know when a, an off-the-wall situation is going to come up. Or if we have a player that we end up whacking, then... Let's make sure we get together, talk about it, 
before we go address it to the coach. And if we whack a coach, let's make sure we're on the same page as, with that as well. So anytime, anytime we're getting together, we're sending the teams to the bench because that's where stuff really goes wrong is when we've got 10 kids on the floor and nobody's watching them. So that's pretty much my quick pregame in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Now, as we get later in the year, we're working with guys that we're pretty familiar with that gets really dumbed down. But as far as pregames and working with people you're not familiar with, it's just basically take care of your third of the floor. And if we can do that, then we're, we're in good shape. Well, that puts to bed our pregame. We're going to head to the first quarter. We'll be right back. Hey, ref, this is Matt Kearns with PQ2 LLC. Call me to discuss your next injection molded plastic resin buy. You'll realize it was a great call. We've been in the plastics business for over 40 years and are thrilled to work closely with world-class customers and best-in-class domestic and global suppliers. You can expect complete transparency through every step of your polymer sourcing process. This year marks my 34th year of officiating basketball in the state of Ohio, and I'm sending my best wishes to you for a safe, successful, and fun year on the hardwoods. Hey, ref, click on www.pq-2.com. Welcome back to the first quarter where we talk about coaches. And so, Josh, talk a little bit about maybe any encounters or examples that you have with a coach that um, that you've had that might be able to help people that are listening, um, where it shows that you've kind of uh, maybe helped out a coach uh, refrain from getting a tee or you've been able to um, just handle a coach on the sidelines and what you what you do um, in your I guess maybe your demeanor on the sideline um, okay. to, to deal with coaches. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot easier if you have a good working relationship with that coach. I had a situation earlier this year where, uh, you know, in a pretty intense ball game, uh, late, I'm trying to think it was probably five minutes to go in a tie game. It was at least two points, no more than that. Uh, is the A1 goes to the bucket, called a blocking foul on his kid, and he thought the kid was legal, should have been an offensive player control foul. And I I went over to him, and I, something, it helped because I had a relationship with him from prior, and I was like, Coach, what, what did you see? And he t- told me his point of view, and I was like, well, Coach, from my angle, he hadn't got legal guarding position there. He hadn't got there, wasn't legal, and he's, he's, he's got to beat him to the spot is basically what I told him. And he still really wasn't too happy with it. But I was like, Coach, I, I see your point. I get it, but that's, that's, that's the rule. And that was pretty much it. Uh, pretty much diffused him, and we went on about our – one about a way, but uh, it really depends. If, if it's somebody that I haven't had before, or I don't have a good working relationship with, it's it's all about building that reputation from the start of the game and knowing each other's, I guess, tendencies and personalities kind of helps with that as well. Um, really, just listen. Just listen. It's really all, half the battle. Um, I had a guy tell me one time it's like being married. Uh, I'm not married, so I can't really speak for personal uh, experience, but it's like it's like being married. Just listen. Shut up and listen. And by the time he's done telling his story, it's time to go to the other end of the floor. So... I kind of like that. Only you don't don't say you don't say yes, dear, to a coach. That's probably not a good thing to say. Well, yeah, <laughs> probably not going to get a good response from that, but I never know. 
And I hope I hadn't offended your female listeners. No, no. I, you know what, though? I, I think I think they're half right because, I, you know, I think you have to – it's not the spouse. I think you've got to treat it like uh, like your kids, really. I mean, you know, you've got to be able to listen. You've got to be able to correct when needed uh, and yeah. know when it's time to, to go with the discipline on that. So that's yeah, – I would okay. take that a little step further and, and go beyond the spouse and, and hit the, uh, the the kids on that one. Not actually hit the kids. Boy, I don't want to get in trouble. But, <laughs> but, but you know but, what I mean on that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's more parenting in, in from that regards. And so yeah. that that's what I would, would say um, uh, in, in lieu of the, the spousal part. But, you know, when when is – when does it go too far? Okay. So when you look at a coach and, mm-hmm. and we all know when yeah. it goes too far, we have the tools to take care of it. But from your philosophy, right. do you, do you like the warning sign? Do you bypass the warning signal and go right to the T or is it just a, a matter of what's happening in the game for you? So for me, and this is just my, my opinion, it's, I have used it in, in, in the past, uh, a lot more at the college level than anything, but I have used it. Uh, it's it depends on the game as well. I mean, if we're two minutes left in the fourth quarter in a tie game, it's, it's probably not a good idea to whack the coach, unless he he really gets personal or he crosses that line. But early on, I mean, if any time a coach gets personal, it's automatic. It, it doesn't matter if there's thirty seconds left in the tie game or if we're thirty seconds into the first quarter. If he if he makes it personal, then that's it. We all we all have our little fun bucket, so to speak. So once once that's full, then you handle that situation as as you see fit. But I I have a really really bad tendency with this, and I I, I know there's probably some friends of mine who will listen to this and will instantly agree that I have a pretty quick trigger most times uh-huh. especially if i have an energy drink if i get one of those energy drinks in me that caffeine kicks in <laughs> oh you are you are getting whacked <laughs> oh, I, shoot. I, I told one of my partners in a game here not too long ago i told him i was like man you could you always know when i go nose to nose with a coach you know the caffeine kicked in <laughs> <laughs> speaking of of handling coaches though uh, any memorable technical files that you've given out? You said you're a quick trigger, right? So, so maybe you've had some interesting oh, ones. I've got, I've got a couple. Um, the first one I ever handed out was was pretty memorable. <laughs> eighth grade, eighth grade girls game. Oh boy, junior high, junior high has some best, has the best. They had the best stories in junior high. So my partner never showed up. So I was working this game by myself because, you know, I'm, it was my first year, and I really didn't know any better. So I ended up working this game by myself. Eighth grade girls didn't figure it would be too much of an issue. Figured I could figure I got this. And, you know, after that big, uh, big-time big uh, high school girls scrimmage I worked earlier in the year, you know, that's, that's, that's probably all prepared for this. But um, – no, um, we was probably not even through the first quarter yet. And I'm trying to think what the foul count was. It was, it, it was not in this dude's favor at all. Anyway, he calls timeout, comes, meets me at the opposite free throw line. Oh my. Chests me up and gets in my face. Now, when this is happening, this guy is probably a good, I don't know, he's probably 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he's, he's a much bigger dude. And at the time, I'm only 6'1", so yeah. I'm sitting there just looking up at this guy, screaming <laughs> in my face. Have no idea what to do. So after so the 15-second the horn buzzes and I whack him, and of course the place goes nuts. And he's walking back to the bench and – that was it. Like as far as that went, that was that was the end of the end of the story on the game. Like it was it was fun the rest of one. So I said my dad was an official. Yeah. So I go home that night, and of course I puff out my chest and give him this story. Like, hey, I just I, I got my first one. This is who I got. Like, oh, 
And he's like, all right, good for you. Props. Good job. Well, two nights later, he's working the same eighth grade girls team comes home and says, Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't this such and such a coach you whacked the other night? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, I just threw him out. <laughs> and it was, it, it turned, it turned out to be Bob Huggins brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. There's, I, I got, I got a better one. I got a better one. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we're working this this uh, camp down in Atlanta. This was try six years ago, I think, Memorial Weekend. Down, uh, like I said, down in Atlanta. Memorial Weekend, it's it's pretty warm in Georgia this time of year. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was this guy with the, well, obviously two teams. There was a guy sitting on the end of the bench. Okay, full sweats. Sweatpants, hood, sweatshirt, hood pulled up. I'm just like, man, this dude's crazy. It's hotter than heck outside. So we go on and probably halfway through the first quarter, this coach is just going nuts. Like he is. So one of the times we use that warning signal, crack the whistle, put in the book, make sure everybody knows we're on the same page. Well, two minutes later, this uh, my partner calls a foul, goes reports it, goes opposite. And this dude with the hood up stands up off the end of the bench, points his finger at me, and just starts going on and on and on and says, oh, this isn't the, the little kid's division anymore, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes to sit back down. Of course, we just whack, or we just warned the head coach, so yeah. – this guy on the bench is bench personnel. So I went ahead and whacked him. Well, my partner table side walks past me as I'm going to report. And I'm like, he, he mumbled something. I really didn't hear what he mumbled. And I'm just like, dude, it's a technical. I've done this before. So I go over, report the, report the foul, and uh, go opposite the table. And this dude in the front row, has the audacity to ask me, he's like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, I just whacked the, whacked your assistant over here. And his exact words were, you got to be effing kidding me. And I was like, wow, that really struck a nerve. And I no, I have no idea what just happened. As far as I'm aware, I just whacked the assistant coach. So like two minutes later, this, this coach who has lost his bench calls timeout. And he, he, he kind of, screams at me it's like you just teed up an nba hall of famer and this and that and you're so rattled and blah, 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 blah. And i'm looking down at the end of the bench and I, I i finally make eye contact with this guy and i'm like oh crap read the team's jerseys and i'm like oh now that makes sense so i'm looking at this coach and i'm just like coach i don't care who he is don't care who he is like coach i don't give a damn i don't care like we're done. So I walked down the end of the bench and here's Paul Pierce. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? He ended up patting me on the hind end and was like, oh, you're okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was, had no idea. Oblivious to everything. It was, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> well, those stories are always fun to listen to. And uh, yeah, Paul Pierce, <laughs> boy, uh, there's something to tell tell the grandkids when you get older, right? Yeah. Well, he, he told me, he's like, well, you can go tell your friends you just whacked Paul Pierce. And I was like, yeah, probably will. Yep. <laughs> probably not his first and wouldn't be his last either. <laughs> well, hey, that puts, yeah. the, uh, that puts the end of our first quarter. We're going to go to the second quarter, which will be much briefer. So um, stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, ref, objectivity, integrity, and experience, all hallmarks of a quality basketball official. At PQ2 LLC, we bring those traits and an unmatched passion for our customers' successful plastic application by being a one-stop shop for thermoplastic resins. Visit our website at www.pq-2 
www.realneeds.com. Real needs, practical solutions, and exponential results. PQ2 LLC. Well, the second quarter, we talk about the players mainly, and, and we're just going to go with one question this uh, this section because, really, I think if we hit this one, we've been able to teach uh, other officials who are listening ways and, and ways to help them out on how to deal with some of the players. So, uh, Josh, what can you say about working with the players uh, on the floor, maybe proactive officiating uh, mixed in with all of this? So talk a little bit about your communication with, with the players. Well, in, in my honest opinion, I, I think it starts as soon as we walk on the floor. Like as soon as we take the floor, especially if it's two teams that we're not familiar with and they're not familiar with us. Just even if we're U1, U2, just walk over, hey, 32, how, how's the season been? How's how, how's things going? And if it's early in the year, just, hey, man, how, how's the scrimmage has been? What's what's the preseason been like? What's What kind of expectations are you having for the year How's school going? How's your grades? Just build build a reputation with them. Have even if it's just small talk, just as they're going through their warm up lines, just hey, how, how you doing tonight? Kind of thing. It it starts there, mm-hmm. and and if we can get them on our side and and show them early on that we're human, that we have a personality, and that we're approachable, then it's easy to, for them to work with us throughout the night because we you never know when you're going to need that individual on your side at some, some point in the night. Mm-hmm. If a teammate gets out of hand or something, they got your back most times. Cause they don't, they don't want the, the consequences that come with that. So it, it starts in the pregame. As soon as we take the floor, um, if, if anytime we have a timeout or free throws, especially that, that's that going into that second free throw when we got subs coming in and out, just, just walk over to your bigs on the little blocks and be like, "Hey, man, I, was, I, I, I see, I see thirty-two over there. He's he's giving you all kinds of trouble. Like, stay in there. Like, I, I, I got you. I got you. All right. And then walk over to thirty-two on the other side and be like, "Hey, this guy, this guy's giving you all kinds of grief over here. I, I see him. Like, just just keep them in your pocket. Uh, there's there's always that game within a game that you've got to control and let them I was always told to like talk their language so any new modern slang or whatever like throw that in just to just to kind of show them that you can speak their language as well like you can relate kind of thing and it just kind of gets that relationship going you know so that's that's pretty much how I go about things Anytime you can communicate with a player, do so. Just just make yourself available even is half the battle. I'm going to have to go back to my dictionary now and, be, and, and try to <laughs> find, find what the, the good words are for, for me to go back on the floor now because uh, now that my kids, my, kids are, my kids are out of school now, so I don't know what the, uh, the, the key phrases are, so I'm going to have to talk to them. <laughs> I'm, I'm told all you got to do is watch a couple TikTok videos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, that is the end of our second quarter. <laughs> we're gonna head to the, uh, we're gonna head to halftime right now. We'll come back with the third and fourth quarters, followed by our post game and the five quick decisions. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Some of that stuff on TikTok's amazing. I, I, <laughs> I only watch my friends send me. <laughs> my daughter just sent some stuff today, and and I had to laugh on what she was sending. She knows that she doesn't. I'm pretty conservative, so she doesn't cross the line with me. So. <laughs> oh man. Hey, ref. This is Matt Kearns, and I'm honored and proud that PQ2 LLC is sponsoring my very good friend and former co-official Mark Fralick and the High School Basketball Referee Podcast. I love plastics manufacturing and making things happen in the world of engineering, resin, distribution, and compounding. But come on, there's nothing like game night, a packed gym, 
the place is rocking, and we leave the floor knowing our crew gave the players and coaches our best, right? I truly hope you enjoy these podcasts, and thank you for your continued support of the High School Basketball Referee Podcast and PQ2 LLC. Tonight's tip, nobody came to see us officiate, so make sure the kids are the stars on game night. Welcome back for the third quarter. In the third quarter, we talk about officials, communications, crew dynamics. But before we get to the questions, Matt Kearns and PQ2 LLC want to tell you this. Hey, Ref, Rule 1, Section A, Article 3, in the Project Management Rulebook says trusting your business partner gives you the best chance to launch your new plastics project application. Make PQ2 LLC part of your crew on your next thermoplastic resin application. Call 330-888-9448 and ask for our in-house basketball official and owner, Matt Kearns. It's the third quarter, and we uh, we welcome you back, and glad you stuck with us. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to have officials talking about officials here. So we're going to talk about how we can improve our game as the game progressive as the game progresses. And so talk a little bit, if you would, about um, you know the communication that that we do throughout the game, whether it's verbal or nonverbal communication, and and how we do that throughout the game to improve as a crew. Well, it all starts with eye contact um, and making sure that you've got your five and five on the floor. I mean, it's any, any time we can make eye contact or even just kind of give, hey, point to your eye and be like, hey, watch 32 and 22 in the post or, or whatnot. It, it, it starts with that. If I'm with a group of guys that I'm familiar with, then we've – we've kind of have a good working relationship where if I'm staring at you or, or making some sort of eye contact, like there's a point here that I need to get across. Um, and anytime we have the opportunity to like during a dead ball or timeout or whatever, in a stoppage of play, just get together. And if you're with somebody who's maybe not as experienced, just ask him how he's doing. Like, Hey man, what did you think on this play? such and such or what what did you see here and just get their thoughts get them interacting as part of as part of the crew make them feel welcome if you're with somebody that's maybe not not as got doesn't have the gaming experience i guess is what i'm trying to say sure and and knowing that you're the veteran guy um when when you have young officials come up uh and officiate with you in a game do you offer advice? And if you do, what kind of advice do you give younger officials as the ones that want to move maybe from the lower levels up to the varsity or even the ones that are just starting out on varsity that you're uh, officiating with? What kind of things do you offer them for advice? Well, especially to up and coming officials, one of the, one of the biggest things that I, 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 I see most often is, is guys going two or three years into a season or into their second or third season working JV games and wanting to get to the varsity level. And yeah, we all, we all ultimately want to work varsity basketball as a high school official, but be patient. I mean, you've, you've really got to be patient and it's better to arrive late to the party than get there too soon. And because nobody, nobody wants to be that guy that's passed out at nine thirty and, asleep on the couch with drawings all over his face, but just, just be patient, get, get, get with a local veteran, a good local veteran that's working the bigger games. That's maybe not so, Oh, I don't want to say it. Like he's, he's a good official. He's not one of the ones that plays the system, I guess is, what I'm trying to say, get with somebody who's, who's a good solid varsity official and watch them, ask them questions, interact with them, get their number. Uh, if you're not working the JV game, 
before their varsity game, then call them afterwards and be like, hey, listen, I had this play. Find somebody and make them be your mentor kind of thing. I, I had a lot of success with that coming up through. And there's when I was working JV ball, I had two crews that I really looked at as, man, I, I want to be on that level one day. So, and they really helped helped mold me as a young official. Um, and if you're even working varsity ball, trying to get to the next level, go to camps. Continue that that summer education. I mean, we're in the so called off season right now. So, but that's when we should be working the hardest. When when I go to camp in the summertime, I mean, those are some of the hardest games that I work and continue to take notes and grow and just listen to what everybody tells you and take it for a grain of salt because some of it's really good. Some of it's like, eh, maybe I really don't agree with that point of view. So it's I'll always have an open mind when you walk into a gym and whatnot. As far as giving advice goes, I mean, if I'm the veteran official on a crew or if I'm watching somebody work a JV game, I don't typically offer up advice unless they ask me or if I really know that person. Cause the last thing that I want to do is come across as that guy trying to big time somebody or, or, or even just kind of push him away. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, what? Who's this guy? Like who's who's Josh Groves? Like nobody. If he's not familiar with me, then he really doesn't know or care. Mm-hmm. So, just I don't I don't really offer up too much unless I either know you or you you ask me, and then I'll I'll be like, oh, well, at the five thirty two mark, what did you see on on that drive to the basket? Did did you really pick up his pivot feet, or or, or what did you see? What was your view? So just, that's, that's really it. I mean. Yeah. And I think that's a great piece of advice uh, for younger officials as well. So that's, that's excellent. That is also the end of our third quarter. We're going to head to the fourth quarter. We'll be right back. Hey ref, the fourth quarter is crunch time with the outcome of the game in the balance a hoops officials, greatest assets are experience, knowledge, and game management skills. And when that final buzzer sounds and we return to the locker room for our post-game debrief, we know we've done our best. When it comes to plastic resins, PQ2 LLC brings the same experience, knowledge, and management skills to every client engagement. Our observations are focused, our solutions are practical, and our results are exponential. Check us out at www.pq-2.com to learn how we've earned our stripes. Our fourth quarter is just a variety of questions and we'll go through just a couple. But uh, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you on the basketball court? Maybe uh, off the court, could be on the court? Oh, this was this was on the court. Oh, youth leg, gotta love it. We, uh, I was, I don't even remember. It was maybe fourth or fifth grade boys. It was not really too competitive, whatever. And there was this, um, he was a bigger dude. He he was much bigger than me, but, um, I was lead or opposite table. It was his side of the bleachers and he stands up and he, starts taking a couple steps down the stairs towards me. And I'm like, uh, you're gone. And of course being the, uh, I don't want to say hothead cause that's not the way to do it, but it's being the tough guy that I am. I didn't bother getting game administration. I just said, you're, you can go. Cause well, that's, that's, that's messed up. Number one right there is we didn't get game administration. Mm-hmm. First thing we should do is when we, pitch a fan or anybody. So there's strike one. And this guy steps down on the floor and I, I seen it coming. He walked straight at me and 
at that at this point in time, I'm thinking there's one of two ways this is going to happen. I'm either going to get laid out and make YouTube, or he's just all talk. Well, thank God he was all talk. Chest me up, screened my face, went on about his day, but that was that was pretty much the uh, extent of that thrilling encounter. Yeah, let's... not too much. Uh, yeah, that's that? yeah, that's scary as it is. I mean, that just uh, once you get that finger point, that's right there uh, enough to <laughs> to raise the hair on your uh, arms. I know. Uh, I had a similar instance uh, uh, during a game. Okay. Uh, I, I had a kid, uh, not a kid. This is a guy who was up in the corner, um, just sitting by himself. There was hardly anybody around him, and we we were at a timeout. And he was yelling at me from up at the top, and he started walking down. Well, he was staggering, so I knew he had a few too many. Uh-huh. By the time he got down there, administration had almost caught up with him, but he took a few steps. He tripped over, and he fell over the water container they had. They had a cooler <laughs> there, so water was all over the place. And they were oh, able man. to they, – yeah, they picked him up and took him out. So that was – uh, you know, that was one of those things, but I'm glad they got there in time. You know, at least he didn't get on the floor, but uh, thank goodness oh, for Lord. that water cooler to block, to, to take the charge for me. So I appreciate it. Right. That. But then that stops the game for another half hour to sure. clean, clean up. up all the, right. all that clean up. Just, oh. So talk a little bit, uh, talk a little bit about what you do professionally and how officiating has helped you in, in your professional life. So right now I'm the raw materials buyer for a local manufacturing company. Um, and I, and honestly, I take, I take what I do on the floor pretty much everywhere with me. Um, cause we're, we're always thrown into different situations. And so I always relate back to my officiating experiences and it, 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 it's really helpful in handling anything stressful at work or when the boss is mad at you and is asking you, Hey, what's, what's going on? Why, why are we out of these parts and you're shutting down production and handling, handling those kind of situations. It's, it's really helpful to just kind of calm yourself in the heat of the moment to just, okay, settle down. Like we got this, we'll get through it. And one of the, and one of the things there is, is that everybody's got a different angle. We're, we all we're, in, in basketball. We're always trying to get the right angle to see see the play, and in life, everybody's got their own angle. Like if you and I have a disagreement, it might be clear as day from what I'm from my opinion, but your opinion, I mean, you may see it the exact same way. And so it's 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 all about understanding the other side of the story that goes with that. So that's a big thing in life. That's fantastic. What a great thing. Uh, I have not heard that said that particular way. And that is perfect. Uh, how you can mesh the two together. Uh, and, and it's so true. So true. Uh, it's also a great way to end the fourth quarter. We're going to go to the post game. We'll be right back. Hey ref. Good game. When a coach or player acknowledge your effort at the end of a contest, it can make the difference between a fun ride home or one where you're questioning every call you made in total silence. In business, it's no different when the customer values your performance and takes the time to let you know. Visit www.pq-2.com forward slash about to read customer testimonials and then call us at 330-888-9448 to discuss your next plastic application needs. Never ride home wondering if you made the right call. As we go to the post game, we talk about the brother and sisterhood of officiating and how fantastic that is. And we all know that we're a close group, uh, us officials. Sometimes we have our disagreements of course just like family members do but uh really there's a special bond between uh the people who wear the stripes so talk a little bit about that josh about the the brother and sisterhood of officiating and and uh maybe some of your favorite parts 
uh, of that? Well, I mean, half half of the people I consider to be my my true family is all referees. Um, my my best friends are, are officials, and it's just, I mean, starting out when I was taking the class and getting my license, uh, everybody was telling me all these stories about oh we worked this game and da 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 and coming home we had this. And they was always telling me about the great times they would have off the floor. And I was like, man, one, one of these days, like I, I want to get to that level again. Like I, I want to, I want to feel what that's like. And so, I mean, I've got a close group of friends here in the Southeast corner of the state where we do all kinds of stuff in the summertime, like go out in the boats or go hang out by my one buddy's pool and just talk get to know their families um if you ride together to the games it's not so much talking about basketball but it's getting to know that person getting to know the the families of those people i mean if it's if they got something going on at work it's just hey what joe what's going on like what what happened today like you're in a really bad mood like what's what's got you all sorts of messed up and it's just, it's really just building that camaraderie, that friendship off the floor. Because if you have a good, good, strong relationship off the floor in a tight game, you can walk right up to that person and be like, hey, listen, Mike, I totally kicked that call. I am sorry. Or, hey, that was not in my primary. And it was a wrong decision. And he's like, you know what? You're good. You probably messed it up, but you're still good. And it's just having a good, good working relationship and getting to know the life outside basketball. It it really makes it special. It really does. You know, speaking of uh, life outside of basketball, we all have our families that have to kind of um, uh, deal with our schedules as well. Talk a little bit about your family life and how you're, you're able to mesh in basketball with uh, your family life. I know you said your dad was a basketball official, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah, he, let's see, I'm trying to think. He gave it up, I don't even remember. It's been several years ago, probably five or six years ago. He he hung it up. Uh, he just got old. He's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'll tell him. <laughs> don't, don't tell me he's in his 50s, please. <laughs> No, he, but that's, that's one of the times when we really, really see the most of each other is, is through the season. Cause he'll, he'll ride with me to some games and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, but it's, it's, it's a really hard time of the year, uh, especially cause I mean, basketball, we're in the winter time. It's right in the middle of some of the biggest holidays of the year, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. And so it, it, it can be hard to juggle those with all of that. Um, but it's really just um, if you have the opportunity to give them a call either to or from the game, just give them a shout. Like, hey, Dad, how's your day going or whatnot? I'm not married. I don't have any kids. So that's kind of a a blessing and a curse, I guess, to a certain aspect. I I, I don't I – don't, uh, I know a lot of guys will call their wives on the way home. I don't have to worry about giving that, uh, hey, I'll be there in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. but i don't so it's just really just the holidays is the biggest biggest thing um just making time to go see them grandparents and all that it's you always gotta make time for family mm-hmm. even if it's just picking up the phone saying a quick text or whatever but yeah. it's, it's it's really pretty i i don't want to say easy because i don't i don't have a whole big group of people that i have to see during that time but it's challenging no matter what you do yep it is and that is the end of our post game we're going to head to the five quick decisions but first we're going to hear a little bit more about pq2 llc we'll be right back hey ref pq2 llc is proud to be the thermoplastic resin company that dares to be different Call Matt Kearns at 330-888-9448 and ask what makes PQ2 LLC different. 
official site relationships within the community of basketball officials as a huge reason why we take the floor each game night year after year. PQ2 LLC brings the same passion you have in the locker room to every client relationship we've built over the years. Our last segment, the five quick decisions. It's about to begin, so we're going to have uh, five questions. Some great responses, I'm sure. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Some of the best food that you've had after a ball game at a school. Oh, there's this little high school right up the road here in Southern Ohio. It's called Waterford. One of the only reasons I go there is the pizza, jukebox pizza. If you're ever in Southeast Ohio, you've got to check it out. It is hands down worth a 20 minute drive up the road. Going to have to look jukebox pizza up on the internet. They just got some free advertising, so it must be pretty good, right? <laughs> it's the only reason I referee those. <laughs> If there's one rule you could change in high school basketball, what would it be? Uh, running clock. Um, uh, we have it in the tournament. I would put it in the regular season, or at least in Ohio, they have it in the tournament. Um, it's really hard in some of these games where you get into a 60 or 50-point blowout, especially on the girls' side. It, it, it can be really challenging, and – I think it would also cut down on some of the, I don't want to say like uh, when, when people run up a score, it, mm -hmm. it would help with that. Yeah. What do you think is the most misunderstood rule from fans and coaches? Oh, that's, that's easy. I mean, it's over the back or reaching. That's every night. Somebody, somebody's got something to say about that. Um, and you also, uh, Offense, all contact is not a foul. And you, you've really got to sometimes explain to coaches about offensive initiated contact. It's sometimes misconstrued that, that, that all contact is a foul. Yep. The best facility you have worked at, not counting any college facilities. Oh, well, that was tough. Um, there's a high school, I'm trying to think. It's probably an hour and a half from here. As far as being the best, had a pretty decent game there a couple of years back. Sheridan High School, they've got bleachers three-quarters of the way around, has a really good game environment, they have a really good student section there. Got to say, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite places to go, even though I complain about the drive. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, the funniest thing, what's the funniest thing a player, coach, or fan ever said to you? I don't really, I, I really had to think about this one. Um, I had a coach a couple of years ago. I had him on the road and I had a, a I'm not going to say a good working relationship with him, but um, I, I knew him better than the other team. Um, he's from right here locally, had him on the road three and a half hours away. And we had a game or we had a play early. I'm trying to think first seven minutes and his kid took a player control foul right in the chest. He got leveled and I called it a flop basically because my first whistle of the game was going to go in favor of him. And it was, there's a lot of backstory to this, but make a long story short. I put a flop, count the bucket and, of course, he lost his blooming mind. <laughs> Two minutes into the second half, my partner has a similar play, goes the other direction, and I am right there in front of him. And <laughs> I, 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 will, I will always agree with the coach when he's right. Uh -huh. And this was one time when he was right and he let me know it. <laughs> he, he said, man, I don't know what he was seeing right there. He was, that was a terrible call. But Josh, I'm going to tell you what, that one you had in the first half was effing horrible. <laughs> and, and he didn't, and he didn't say it quite like that. He had a, a full adjective in there. And I was, I'm like, yeah, can't really disagree with you. <laughs> good, good, good thing he still remembered that one, right? 
Well, Josh Groves from Southeast Ohio, first time working a state tournament over the uh, past March. I thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule to be part of the High School Basketball Referee Podcast with Mark Fralick. Thanks again for, yep, I I appreciate what you've uh, been able to contribute to this podcast and uh, uh, just, it's been a great time. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. And that closes another episode of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Until next time, have a great day, brighten someone's day with a smile, and God bless.